0: Chapters sixteen through twenty of the second book of the Kings from the Holy Bible in modern English. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter sixteen. In the seventeenth year of Pekak ben Ramaliah, Ahaz ben Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. He was twelve years old at his coronation and reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem but did not do right in the sight of the ever-living god like david his ancestor he followed the path of the kings of israel and even passed his children through the fire like the foul heathen whom the ever-living drove before the face of the children of israel he also sacrificed and offered incense at the columns and upon the hills and under every leafy tree Consequently, Retzin king of Aram came, and Pekah ben Remaliah, king of Israel against Jerusalem to war, and besieged Ahaz, but were not able to succeed. But at that time, Retzin recaptured Iloth to Aram, and drove the Jews out of Iloth, and brought Aramites to Iloth, and settled them there to this day. Ahaz consequently sent ambassadors to Tiklath-Pilazur king of Ashur to say, I am your slave and son." Come and save me from the hand of the king of Aram, and from the hand of the king of Israel, who have risen up against me. He also took the silver and gold found in the temple of the ever-living, and in the treasuries of the royal palace, and sent to the king of Ashur as a present. The king of Ashur consequently listened to him. So the king of Ashur advanced against Damascus, and captured it, and transported to Caira, and killed Redzin. King Ahaz went to meet Tiglath-Pileser, king of Ashur, at Damask, where he saw the altar that was in Damask. The king consequently sent to Uriah the priest a drawing of that altar and the building of it, with all its formation. And Uriah the priest built an altar exactly like what the king sent to him from Damask. Uriah the priest made it against the return of King Ahaz from Damask. When the king returned from Damask and saw the altar, the king approached to the altar and offered sacrifice upon it, and put incense on the burnt offering with its bread, and poured the drink offering, and sprinkled the blood of the thank-offerings which he made upon the altar. For he had removed the brazen altar that was before the ever-living from the front of the house, between his altar and the temple of the ever-living, and placed it at the north side of his altar. For the king had ordered Uriah the priest, saying, burn incense upon this grand altar with the morning sacrifice with the food offering in the evening and burnt offering of the king and its food offering and the burnt offering for all the people of the country and their food offerings and their drink offerings and all the blood offerings and all the blood of sacrifice sprinkled upon it but the brazen altar shall be for me in the morning Uriah the priest consequently did exactly as he was ordered by King Ahaz, who also broke down the guard of the bases and removed from them the baths, and took down the sea from the oxen of brass which were under it, and placed it upon blocks of stone. And the intervening screen which was built between the temple and the royal entrance to the court that surrounded the house of the ever-living, he removed for the sake of the king of Ashur. The other things that Ahaz did are related in the history of events in the period of the kings of Judah. When Ahaz slept with his fathers, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David, and Hezekiah his son succeeded him. Chapter 17 In the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, Hoshea ben Allah began to reign in Shomeran over Israel for nine years. But he did wrong in the eyes of the ever-living, yet not like the kings of Israel who were before him. Shalmaneser, king of Ashur, advanced against him, and Hoshea became his subject and paid him tribute. However, the king of Ashur discovered Hoshea was conspiring when he sent ambassadors to Sua, king of Egypt, and did not send up the yearly tribute to the king of Ashur. The king of Ashur consequently deposed and confined him in a fortress. The king of Ashur also invaded the whole country and ravaged it for three years. In the seventh year of Hoshea, the king of Ashur captured Shomeran, and transported Israel to Ashur, and settled them in Calak, and adjoining the river Gozan, and the cities of the Medes. It was because the children of Israel, with the kings they made, sinned against their ever-living God, who had brought them up from the land of the Mitzrayim, from under the hand of Pharaoh king of the Mitzrayim, and reverenced foreign gods, and walked in the customs of the heathen whom the ever-living drove out before the children of Israel. The children of Israel also sinned in other things, not being accordant with their ever-living God, and built columns for themselves in all their cities, with observatory towers in the fortified cities. And they set up pillars for themselves, and shrines upon every hilltop, and under every leafy tree. They also burnt incense at all the columns, like the heathen, to provoke the ever-living, and served idols, although the ever-living said to them, You shall not make any such things! Yet the ever-living had warned Israel and Judah by means of his preachers and every prophet, saying, Turn from your evil paths and keep my commandments and institutions according to the perfect laws that I ordained for your ancestors and that I sent to you by the hands of my servants, the preachers. They did not, however, listen, but stiffened their necks like the necks of their fathers who were not faithful to their ever-living God and abandoned his institutions and his covenant which he made with their forefathers and the evidences that he showed them and went after imaginations and worshipped fancies and followed the heathen around them of whom the ever-living commanded you shall not do like them thus they abandoned the whole of the commands of their ever-living god and made two metal calves and shrines and bowed down to all the host of the skies and served baal and passed their sons and daughters through the fire, and practiced divination, and worshipped snakes, and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the ever-living, and provoked him. Consequently, the ever-living was very angry with Israel, and turned them from his presence, reserving none except the tribe of Judah alone. Judah also did not regard the commands of their ever-living God, but followed the same customs as Israel, Therefore the ever-living rejected all the race of Israel, and reduced them, and gave them to the power of the plunderers, until he sent them from his presence. For he tore Israel from off the house of David, and they crowned Jerobam ben Nebat, and Jerobam led Israel from following the ever-living, and caused them to sin the great sin. So the children of Israel went into all the sin that Jerobam practiced they never turned from it until the ever-living turned israel from his presence as he threatened by the means of all his servants the preachers and rolled israel from its land to ashur to this day then the king of ashur brought people from babel and from Cush and from awa and from kamath and from Sepharvaim and settled them in the cities of shomeran and they colonized its towns But it resulted that the newcomers who were settled there did not reverence the ever-living, so the ever-living sent lions upon them who killed them. Consequently, they reported to the king of Ashur, saying, The nations you have deported and settled in the towns of Shomeran do not know the decrees of the god of the country, so he has sent lions to them who kill them, because they have no knowledge of the decrees of the god of the country. Consequently, the king of Ashur said, SEND THERE SOME OF THE PRIESTS WHOM I HAVE TRANSPORTED FROM THERE, AND LET THEM GO AND RESIDE THERE, AND TEACH THEM THE DECREES OF THE GOD OF THE COUNTRY. Therefore some of the priests who had been transported from Shomeran returned to Bethel, and taught them how to worship the ever-living. But they, nation by nation, also made their own gods, and fixed them in the houses of columns which the Shomerites had constructed, nation by nation, in their towns where they resided. Thus the people of Babel made booths for girls, the people of Cush made Nergal, the people of Kamath made Ashima, and the Avites made Nibkaz and Tartak, and the Sepharvites burnt their sons in fire to Adramalek and Agmelech, gods of the Sepharvites. Yet they worshipped the ever-living, but made for themselves priests from the mass of the priests of the columns, and also made for themselves temples of columns. They worshipped the ever-living, and the gods they were serving according to the customs of the nation from whence they were transported. Chapter 18 It was in the third year of Hoshea ben Allah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah ben Ahaz began to reign in Judah. He was fifteen years old at his coronation, and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. He did right in the sight of the ever-living, exactly as his ancestor David did. He threw down the columns and smashed the pillars and cut down the shrines and broke up the brazen serpent which Moses had made, for until this period the children of Israel offered incense to it. But he called it Old Brass. He adhered to the ever-living God of Israel. He never turned from following him and regarded the commands that the ever-living commanded to Moses so the ever-living was with him wherever he went he acted wisely and revolted from the king of ashur and served him not he conquered the Philistim in gaza and its district from the fortress of migdal to the city of mitzab but in the fourth year of king hezekiah which was the seventh of hoshea ben allah king of israel shalmanazar king of ashur advanced to shomeran and besieged it and captured it at the end of three years In the seventh year of Hezekiah, which was the tenth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, he captured Shomeran. Then the king of Ashur transported Israel to Ashur and planted them in Calach and in the district of the river Gozan and the cities of the Medes, because they would not listen to the voice of their ever-living God, but transgressed the covenant, the whole of which had been commanded to Moses, the servant of the ever-living, but they would not listen nor obey. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Ashur, advanced against all the fortified cities of Judah and seized them. Consequently, Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Ashur at Lachish to say, I have done wrong. Return from me, and what you impose upon me I will pay. So the king of Ashur laid upon Hezekiah, king of Judah, three hundred talents of silver and thirty talents of gold and hezekiah paid him all the silver found in the house of the ever-living and in the treasuries of the royal palace at the same time hezekiah stripped it from the doors of the temple of the ever-living and the door-posts which hezekiah king of judah had plated and gave it to the king of ashur Yet the king of Ashur sent Tartan and Rabsaris and Rabshaka from Lachish to king Hezekiah with a powerful army to Jerusalem, and they advanced and arrived at Jerusalem, and on arrival stationed themselves at the ascent of the high reservoir, which is by the highway of the potter's field. From there they called for the king, and he sent out to them Eliakim ben Hilkiah, who was superintendent of the palace, and Shebna the secretary, and Joach ben Asaph the recorder, and Rabshaka said to them, "'Say to Hezekiah, the great king, the king of Ashur, asks this. "'What is the protector upon whom you rely?' "'You say, but they are empty words. "'I have genius and strength for the war. "'On whom did you rely when you revolted from me? "'Look now, you trusted yourself upon that broken reed, "'upon Mitser, upon which if a man leans, "'it runs into his hand and pierces it. Such is Pharaoh, king of the Mitzrayim, to all who trust upon him. But if you reply to me, we trust on our ever-living God, is not that he whose columns and whose altars Hezekiah has thrown down and ordered Judah and Jerusalem to bow towards the altar of Jerusalem? But, however, come over, I say, to my master, the king of Ashur, and I will give you two thousand horses, if you are able to put riders upon them for yourself. So how can you turn back the face of one of the last of my master's captains and trust yourself to Mitzar for chariots and horsemen? However, have I advanced against this place without an order from the Ever-Living to destroy it? The Ever-Living said to me, Invade that country and devastate it. Here Eliakim ben Hilkiah and Shebna and Joach said to Rabshakeh, Speak to your servants, we beg, in Arameth, for we understand it, and do not speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the soldiers on the wall. But Rabshakeh replied to them, Did my master send me to speak to your master, or to you, the things that I am saying? Was it not to the men on the wall, who eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? Then Rabshakeh stood up and shouted with a loud voice in Hebrew, and spoke and said, Listen to the words of the great king, the king of Ashur. Thus says the king, Let not Hezekiah mislead you, for he is not able to deliver you from my hand. And let not Hezekiah himself trust on the ever-living, saying, The ever-living will deliver and not give this city to the hand of the king of Ashur. Listen not to Hezekiah, for the king of Ashur says this, Make a treaty with me, and come out to me, and let everyone eat of his own grapes, and every one his own figs, and everyone drink water from his own well, until I come and take you to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olives, oil and honey, where you can live and not die, and listen not to Hezekiah, who deceives you by saying, The Lord will deliver us. Have the gods of the nations delivered any one of their countries from the hand of the king of Ashur? Where are the gods of Kamath and Arfad? Where are the gods of Sephirfaim, faim and Ava, who delivered Shomoran from my hand? The people, however, were silent and did not answer him a word, for the king's command was to give him no reply. Then Eliakim ben Hilkiah, superintendent of the palace, and Shebna the secretary, and Joach ben Asaph the recorder, returned to Hezekiah with their clothes torn, and reported to him the speech of Rabshaka. Chapter nineteen. And when Hezekiah heard it, he tore his robes and put on sackcloth, and went to the house of the ever-living. He also sent Eliakim, superintendent of the palace, and Shebna the secretary, and the chief priests with them to Isaiah the preacher and son of Amoz, and they said to him, The king says this, It is a time of distress and reproach and derision today, for the children have come to the birth, and there is not strength to bear them. Has not your ever-living God heard all the utterances of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Ashur, his master, has sent to insult the God of life and abuse him, with the speeches your ever-living God has heard? So raise a prayer for the remnant remaining. Thus the ministers of King Hezekiah related to Isaiah, and Isaiah replied to them, You can say to your king, The ever-living says this, fear not for the words you have heard spoken with which the officers of the king of ashur have reviled me i will send a wind upon him and he shall hear its report and return to his own country and fall by the sword in his own land rabshaka consequently retreated and met his king besieging libna for he heard he had marched from lachish because he had heard a report about thiraka king of kush saying that he was coming to make war on him therefore he retreated However, he sent messengers to Hezekiah to threaten, "'Say this to Hezekiah, king of Judah. Do not exalt your God on whom you trust, saying, He will not give Jerusalem to the hands of the king of Ashur. Reflect how you have heard what the kings of Ashur have done to all the countries they devoted to conquest. So shall you escape? Did the gods of the nations deliver those who worshipped them from my forefathers?' "'Gozan and Karan, or the children of Aden, who were in Thalassar? "'Where is the king of Kamath, and the king of Arfad "'and the king of the cities of the Sepharvaim, Ina or Ava?' "'Hezekiah, however, took the letter from the hands of the ambassadors and read it. "'Then he went up to the house of the ever-living, "'where Hezekiah spread it before the Supreme. "'Hezekiah also prayed before the ever-living, and said, "'Ever-living God of Israel!' You, seated among the cherubim, are God alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the heavens and the earth eternal life. Incline your ears and listen. Open your eyes, ever-living, and see and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to insult the God of life. Truly, Lord, the kings of Ashur have destroyed nations and their countries and flung their gods into the fire, for they were not gods but only the product of human hands, of wood and stone. But you, our ever-living God, can certainly save us from his hand, when all the kingdoms of the world will know that you are the living God, and you alone. Isaiah ben Amaz also sent to Hezekiah to say, Thus says the living God of Israel, When you prayed to me about Sennacherib king of Ashur, I heard you. This is the reply that the ever-living gives to him. At you the virgin daughter of Zion laughs, Jerusalem's daughter shakes her head. Against whom is your libelous insult? Against whom do you raise your voice and lift up your insolent eyes? Against the holy of Israel? By your ambassador's hand you have insulted my prince. You said, I will ride in my chariot over the hilltops, over Lebanon's stride and fell his tall cedars and beautiful pines and lodge at the side of the forest of Carmel. I have dug and have drunk of the sparkling waters and have dried with my soul all the moats of the forts. Have you not heard from afar of my actions aforetime, how I planned to make great cities' desolate heaps, made them weak to your hand, and their people like field-grass, and green weeds on a roof scorched before they are grown? All your campings and march and advancing I knew, and your rage against me, yes, your fury at me, and your roaring has come to my ears, so my hook I will put in your nose, and my bit in your jaws, and by the way that you came, lead you back. For your proof, eat the self-sown this year, and next year the same. And the third, sow and reap, dress the vines, and eat fruits. For Judah's house shall grow up from its fragments. Branches spring from the root, and bear fruit up aloft. From Jerusalem fragments shall go, and escape from Mount Zion. The power of the Lord will do this. Ashur's king shall not come to this town, says the Lord, nor shoot there an arrow, nor lift up a shield, nor heap up a rampart against it. By the way he advanced, by that way he shall go, and not come to the city, the Lord has declared. I shield it and save it because of myself and David the servant to me. And it occurred that in the same night a messenger from the ever-living came and struck in the camp of Ashur a hundred and seventy-five thousand. When they awoke in the morning they found all these dead corpses. Then Sennacherib king of Ashur struck tents, marched, and returned to Nineveh, where, when praying in the house of Nisroch his god, Adrammelech and Shartzar his sons assailed him with the sword and escaped to the district of Ararat, and Asarhaddon his son reigned after him. Chapter 20 About this time Hezekiah had a serious sickness, so Isaiah came to him and said, Thus says the ever-living, arrange for your family, for you will die and not live. He in consequence turned his face to the wall and prayed to the ever-living, saying, I entreat you, ever-living, to remember how I walked before you in truth, and with a thankful heart, and the good I have done in your sight. (laughs) Then Hezekiah wept with much weeping. And it happened that Isaiah had not gone halfway to the town when the message of the ever-living came to him to say, Return and say to Hezekiah, the shepherd of my people, thus says the ever-living God of David, your ancestor, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, I will cure you, three days hence you shall go up to the house of the ever-living. I will also add to your days fifteen years, and I will deliver you from the hand of the king of Ashur with this city, and I will protect this city because of myself and because of David my servant. Isaiah then said, Take a plaster of figs and apply it to the inflammation, and he will live. But Hezekiah asked Isaiah, What evidence is there that the ever-living will cure me, and that I shall three days hence go up to the house of the ever-living? When Isaiah replied, This is the evidence from the ever-living to you, that the ever-living will fulfill the promise he has promised. The shadow that has gone upwards ten degrees, shall it turn back the ten degrees it has risen? Hezekiah, however, answered him, it is easy for the shadow to advance ten degrees on the sundial, but not for the shadow to go back ten degrees. But Isaiah the preacher called to the ever-living, and the shadow turned back from the advance which it had gone upon the sundial dial of Ahaz, receding ten degrees. At this time Baradak Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babel, sent letters and presents to Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been ill. And Hezekiah listened to them and showed them all the stores of his treasures, the silver and gold and perfumes and the fine oil and all the arsenal of his armor and everything contained in his treasuries. There was nothing that Hezekiah did not show them in his palace and in his dominions. Consequently Isaiah the preacher came to the king Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men say, and from whom have they come to you? And Hezekiah answered him, From a distant country they came from Babel then he asked what did you show them in your palace when Hezekiah replied they have seen all that is in my palace there is nothing in my treasuries which they have not seen but Isaiah answered Hezekiah listen to a message from the ever-living look The days are coming when all that is in your palace, and which your forefathers have stored up to this day, will be carried to Babel. Not a thing will be left, says the ever-living, and your sons who proceed from you, whom you have produced, will be seized and made eunuchs in the temple of the kings of Babel. Hezekiah only replied to Isaiah, The message from the ever-living that you have delivered is good, for it says that peace and safety shall be in my days. Regarding the rest of the affairs of Hezekiah and all his achievements and how he made the reservoirs and the aqueducts and brought the waters to the city, they are recorded in the history of events of the times of the kings of Judah. But Hezekiah slept with his fathers and Manasseh his son reigned after him. The end of chapters sixteen through twenty.